This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. I mean, they need to call this show Levine, Jake, Tobin, and Family talking fighters here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. We're all a family here on Tapped Out. We appreciate our brother, Manfred Joss from MMA Lock of the Night, joining us. So we were kind of breaking down who's Connor going to get next. And the whole reason that I thought about this is Michael Chandler, I mean, is he deserving? I don't know. He's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. He's, you know, he's been up and down. It's awful exciting. Nobody's going to argue that. But on top of that, his call-out was just incredible. And he took the deep breath and he said, Conor McGregor, you've got to come back and fight somebody. First, let's start there. Do we think there's a real chance that that would happen when it comes to Conor's comeback fight? Like, has Chandler done enough to earn that spot? And does the call-out get him right in line? I think it helps for sure. I mean, he's definitely – he laid the groundwork. Conor said he'd be willing to do it, so he was obviously very impressed by it. Uh, the fact that he said he'd be willing to doing it at 170, I think is a – a big key here because I don't think Connor necessarily wants to come back and fight at 155 unless it's going to be for a title. Um, he looks huge right now, dude. Dude looks swole as hell. Like he basically yeah, he has been spending all of this at, at Gold's Gym. So I think that definitely helps uh, Michael Chandler's case. Uh, it was a great call out by him. I don't know if he's top of the line for me, but he's not out of the question. He was also cordial with it. He was like, if you want it to be 170 and you've earned the right to decide, like he's Michael Chandler just. I bet he's a hell of a poker player. You give him a good hand, and he absolutely knows how to play it. Manfred thought to the comeback fight, actually, before we get there, who do you think wins that fight? Chandler versus McGregor. I think Chandler. Yeah, I think Chandler wins it pretty handily. I think he comes in as a similar favorite, maybe not as heavy as we just saw him against Tony Ferguson. Probably a two-to-one, obviously. Connor's always going to get a lot of the public gambling money on his side. If it was Diaz 3 for the comeback fight, who do you think's favored to win that one? Because quite frankly, neither guys look good for a while. I think Connor would be favored. I think Connor, I think that's one of the rare ones that I would say Connor would be favored. Uh, and I'd like him. The only thing that would worry me in that is uh, you know, just how much we know that Nate is a cardio monster, and that has been a big effect in both of their fights. And I I, I am curious to see like how much time is Connor going to give himself to come back? Like, is, is he going to be able to be in that optimal shape it's going to be? Because, look, everybody knows that he is a he's a bit of a front runner. He starts these fights the best. You know you're not going to put away Nate Diaz. I mean, like, you're, you're, you're going to be probably in a five-round fight with him. So how effective can you be over 25 minutes? But uh, I still think that, you know, we, we know how sharp his striking is. We saw this against, you know, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. 
you know, Nate does look like he's losing a bit of a step against Jorge Masvidal. He got pieced up pretty good too. So I would like Connor in that fight. So because of what you just said, that obviously they're both losing a step. They're not the guys that both were five years ago when last saw him get in the octagon together. How evergreen is this fight? Like at what point is it just, okay, now they're just too old and, we, and we'll still watch it, but I, I, they need to get it done now. Like I don't want Connor to be coming off of another loss and maybe another injury and then they do it like, Let's get this done. It's like Manfred said, this is the moneymaker. This is the one that everybody would gather around the television to watch. Well, the other thing, too, is I don't think I don't think Nate has a lot of fights left. I think that this might actually be – I think he may only have one UFC fight left on his deal. Right. And so if, is Nate even going to stick around? Like, if you don't do the fight and he doesn't get the Connor fight, is he going to then go fight Jake Paul? Like, is he going to go off and do something in boxing? You know, he's he's been wanting to do that for a while. So – that's another thing, too, as far as the years. I don't know if they can really afford to to put it off uh, for, for a very long time. As far as, like, if it was the next fight, no, I think people would be super hot for it. I think that it's still uh, it would still easily be the biggest UFC pay-per-view of the year. Um, you might say that with any Conor fight, but I would say there's not many, I think, that would outdraw that. How super hot, in your words, would another rematch be for Conor McGregor if it's his comeback fight for the fourth time we see him take on Dustin Poirier? And I think Poirier, for the record, comes in as a massive favorite. Like, I think he comes in at, like, a minus 300. I know, Connor, you can't get in, like, a plus 220 because that's going to get too much money on one side. But I believe that Poirier would dust him kind of like we saw him do the last time. Last two times, really. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot for me. And I'm, 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 I'm probably a bigger Dustin Poirier fan than a lot of others. Like, I love Dustin Poirier. He does. I've just been trained down here for a long time. I know his boxing coach really well, so – I've been a fan of his for for a while, but for me, I think that uh, that it's kind of been proven. The point's been proven here. I think that that Dustin is a cut above him. He's one of the best guys in the uh, in the division, and and Connor's not that right now. And I, even with the fight where his leg was getting broken, we saw that I think it was going the direction of Dustin Poirier. So I am not very interested in that one. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like that needs a conclusion uh, uh, until like maybe there's some more fights down the road. But I don't need it to be next for sure. On top of that, I don't think the UFC is looking for odds that one-sided for Connor's comeback fight. I think they want to get as much of a pick as they can. So I think I found one for you. I know this is your guy. I know he's your friend. Comes on your show. Lives in your backyard. George Masvidal. I think that that one might make a lot of sense only because we were just talking about how many eyeballs would be in front of Nate 3 if he fought Connor. When it comes to Masvidal, Man, who knows how much time he's got left on his clock. Like, he hasn't won a fight in a couple of years either. So, if that's ever going to go down, maybe it's the comeback fight. And then whoever wins all of a sudden is right back in the spotlight. And whoever loses, depending on how it goes down, you might be talking about at that point, you know, starting to talk about other things. Well, you know me. I'm going to take a Miami guy, and I'm going to make every excuse in the book for him. So, here we go. Look. Has he lost a step or has he gone in there with two guys who are grapplers? Yes. In one That's of those fights, he got sent to, in the words of Kamar Usman, got shed to, sent to the shadow realm. Certainly. That was a devastating knockout. Never been knocked out like that. But, you know, the Colby fight and the first Kamaro fight, you know, they were they were held up against the cage. He was out wrestled. It's not like he got absolutely pummeled and beaten like he looks like a shell of himself who can't take shots anymore. I think this is a fun fight, fun matchup. You know that would be an amazing lead-up um Jorge Masvidal's star power is still very high like it's kind of I, I think Jorge has gotten to maybe he's not as famous as Nate Diaz but there's a certain level as MMA fans where like you reach a certain spot as a as a guy where you're Teflon like we really don't care about the losses which we really didn't with Jorge anyway because he had a lot of split decision losses 
But I just think he's at that level now where, like, I'd be captivated enough by the matchup. I do think it's an even matchup. I do think that Connor, I think Connor would, uh, it would be a fun back and forth between them. They're not two guys with, especially at this weight class, necessarily one punch knockout power. So I think it'd be a good striking back and forth with some stuff on the feet with them. I think it's a really fun fight. If I gave you a free million bucks, so you're kind of betting with your head, not with your heart. All right. You can go either way. Who do you think is more likely to knock out the other guy if those guys get in the octagon, Mazadal or McGregor? The only reason I would go with Masvidal is I trust Masvidal's gas tank. I think that, uh, you know, if we're talking about a striking fest, like that's kind of what he's built for. And I do think that eventually Connor would wear down a little bit because um, I feel like if I'm betting on Connor, I still need him to win in the first, you know, two rounds for him to really uh, to really get that win. With Jorge, I feel like that's th- that's kind of what his bread and butter was back in the day before he had the Ben Askren knockout or the Darren Till knockout, like, the guy would usually, you know, box your socks off and 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 get decisions. So I think that would set up good for him in a in a five round fight against Connor. You can no longer lean on the well, Masvidal doesn't get knocked out because you were there and you still got some oh. that spittle on your shirt right now. Dude, that By was way, that crazy. Shirt good. That Thanks, is a man. perfect attire for Miranda Lambert tonight. It so is. I wish I could uh, pull off the flannel like that. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Alley breaking down Conor McGregor's next fight. We've worked our way through one, two, three, four, and so far you haven't really complained. I mean, Chandler could happen, Diaz could happen, Poirier could happen, Mazadal could happen. Let's write off what about Poirier. Jake? Poirier's out. I think Poirier should be out. Poirier's not out. Poirier's been talking. He's about. out. I'm not dude. saying it's likely, but it is part of a conversation. Oh, what about Gaethje? Now that he's coming off a loss, could that happen? Uh no, I don't think so. I feel like Gaethje had to win. Like I, I feel like the. Part of the appeal has to be like, all right, what's the appeal here? Because we definitely think that Gaethje is going to be favored. There's not much of a rivalry there. Like, I know Gaethje, everybody, because it's like, oh, everybody kind of gets to do it with everybody. Like, what is the storyline there between him and Justin Gaethje? You know, like, what does it have? If Gaethje had the belt and he would go fight Gaethje, that'd be a fun match of 155. Okay, now we're talking. But what does Gaethje have to offer here that I'm that I'm investing my, my dollars above these guys for a Conor McGregor fight? No, I'm not sold on that one. So you mentioned the belt, and funny enough, nobody has the belt right now. It's just sitting at UFC headquarters because they completely screwed uh, our guy last week, Charles Oliveira. Now, we'll talk about that coming up at the top of the next hour. If if somebody got a quick rocket ship and got to skip over everybody right to the belt, especially now because they're like, well, it's, it's you know, it's, nobody's really technically has it. Could you see him fighting Charles Oliveira in this comeback fight? Yes. Yes, I could. Yeah, definitely. Because now it's like, well, what are the rules? Like the when they if you have no if you have no champion, you kind of can just go willy nilly and just be like, hey, let's do let's 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 do this. And I honestly think that they've definitely softened their stance on Connor not getting a uh, not getting a title shot because they talked about this with Dustin. Like Dustin should have gotten the title shot before Oliveira and Michael Chandler. And they're like, well, Connor can't fight for the belt. But you've heard Dana White definitely like soften his stance on that that's why like the Kamaru Usman thing was kind of interesting because it's like all right if he's going to come back and he's going to fight a historic fight yeah I think he would get whooped too but still like you wouldn't be into watching Conor McGregor fight for a third title it'd be cool I don't wear tinfoil hats I wear new era but I know that you wear tinfoil hats do you think maybe that's what happened like the UFC pulled out their like little you know your crystal ball and went well hold on if Connor's going to come back and we're going to have to convince the, the public of why we let this guy skip the line and fight for a title, let's just have the title be kind of vacant. Like, is there something there? It's kind of weird. 
That's not crazy. I don't hate it. I'm going to be honest. As a guy who likes conspiracy theories, I don't hate that one. Like, so you think that they rigged the scale just so they could open up the path to Conor McGregor getting a title shot? Am I wrong? I mean, you and I, I are the it. biggest... You and I are the biggest fight fans you're ever going to meet. And we both came to the conclusion that, well, maybe it makes sense now because the belt's just out there. Like, it, it, you couldn't have convinced me if the belt wasn't out there the way that it is, that it would make any sense. Only because there's too many other guys that have earned that shot. But now that it's kind of wonky, it's like, if they're ever going to do something wonky and bring back Connor or, for, to fight for the belt, he's the guy. All right, speaking of Connor coming back and wonky, I don't think we need to spend too much on these guys. UFC wouldn't book him against Islam, right? Because Islam would just wash him. We agree with that? Nah. Well, that's another one where I feel like Islam has to have the belts because obviously there's a good storyline there being Khabib's protege, but I wouldn't do it next. I would say like if Connor comes in, he wins his next fight, then he calls out Islam. Uh, that that I could see, but not not as this return fight. No way. Quick. Usman? Anything there? Definitely. I think that Usman's a possibility. I think that he okay, says it. Right. If he's got, got the I, idea I, of it, yeah, I definitely think that Usman's on the table. The fish and, is and, and Usman deserves it too. Usman, deser- Usman deserves a big, a big time fight. What about Colby? Quick. Nah. Too okay. boring. Aldo Jr. Jake Paul. Beat him already. Jake right. Paul That's later it. down the road. Yeah, that was a hello first hour we just had, boys. Coming up next, round two. Jake Galley. Brendan Tobin. I'm Sean Levine. And you're locked in to the Bay QL Network.